Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Northwest Arkansas, Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas. Big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. Hey, this is Gary Head at Signature Bank of Arkansas. We founded Signature Bank in 2005 with local ownership to serve our communities with the best bankers with the most authority to do business. We have succeeded in growing our bank to over $800 million in assets, including $50 million in growth in the first quarter in 21. We have 155 teammates that love our communities and the customers that we serve. We are always here to serve and eager to do so. As chairman and CEO, I welcome your call to have the opportunity to serve you. Please call 479-684-4700 or online at signature.bank and tell them that you heard about us at I Am Northwest Arkansas. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn.
Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited to be with you today. I'm excited for a couple of reasons. One, because it's not often that I get to sit down with somebody that's actually been on the podcast before. Two, I really like this person. And three, well, let's just say that, you know, it's always good to have great conversation. And I think this person, this next guest is not going to fail us at all today. So without further ado, I want to welcome Meredith Lowry to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for the second time. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me back. Good, good, good. And for those of you that that don't know, Meredith was on episode 44 of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. You can just visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com forward slash 44. The title of that podcast was Meredith K. Lowry is patently fabulous. And it was just a play on words because she is a patent attorney. And we had a good conversation. We demystified a, a number of things about copyright issues and other things that we were of interest during that conversation. And we learned her superhero origin story. So if you really want to learn the, the nitty and the gritty about Meredith K. Lowry, you need to listen to that episode. But today we have a, a much, it's not a more important topic. It's another topic that I want to talk about because, you know, Meredith was kind enough to visit with the downtown Fayetteville Rotary Club and share on one of her, one of her many passion pursuits that she has. And that is women in business and specifically a program called Women Run. And Women Run is a program that was born or birthed out of Wright Lindsay Jennings, which is one of the oldest law firms in the state, 120 plus years. They've got an office right here in Rogers and Meredith works out of this office. And so in addition to all of their, her stuff during her normal day job, she likes to take on other projects <laughs> that, that, that keep her busy. So, so yeah, I, I would love to just, you know, kind of share with our audience at I Am Northwest Arkansas, all of the things that you shared during our Rotary meeting. And it was just eye-opening about women in business. And so without further ado, Meredith Lowry, what's going on? So women in business is a passion of mine. I mean, <laughs> I've Well, been, you are a woman in business. I am a yeah. woman in business. I've been a patent attorney for 16 years almost. And so one of those big things things that I would notice through my career is I would see more of the women that were inventing things and they had different questions than male inventors would have. And they also seem to have different kind of struggles. There aren't many women patent attorneys in Arkansas. So I'm guessing that's one reason why I tended to see more of those clients. But working through those issues, we started seeing a lot of trends. And I approached the firm at that point and said, this is a concern. I think we need to really start considering how can we address this? Because some of the concerns that were coming up over and over again were ones that we could take a hard look at and potentially address. Right. And I mean, there were three big things that in our research kind of played them out as well. We've spent, spent a lot of time reading documents about what challenges women in business are facing. And the three big ones were a lack of a social network that was tied into a business community. Women are really good at social networks, but those networks don't always link into things like Rotary or banks or chambers of commerce. Then the other big one was lack of confidence on certain concerns with business. And some of that 
can be dispelled through education. Mm-hmm. Women in business don't often see other women fail. And so as a result, they don't know how to or feel like there's a concern on how to then keep from failing. And then there's just a failure to launch all together. Right. So trying to stop that and also to discuss certain things to give those business owners ability to learn and make their businesses more successful. Mm-hmm. The last one was one that we couldn't really combat too much. And it's an access to capital issue. Right. Though in the last year, we've been a lot more vocal trying to just get the word out about that access to capital issue, which is my main focus when I talked to Rotary was about that access to capital issue. And the pandemic was a dis- devastating aspect of that. We've seen before that women don't try to get capital yeah. as often. Yeah. When they do, they get horrible rates on average, or they get less money, or they go to get capital in ways that aren't always the best because of other issues with women in business. And then they also aren't set up in ways that would make it easy for that business to be able to deal with the debt situation and then move through that. Yeah. And so the pandemic just highlighted that even more. At the beginning, when the PPP payroll protection program was going into effect, I don't think anyone was completely aware until it started into the process how devastating it was going to be for women. The actual act had language in there that it needed, that women needed some amount of preferential treatment here. That wasn't, it wasn't for lack of trying. The major issue with that first round of funding was that women aren't set up always in business to be able to get payroll protection money. Right. They don't have necessarily employees. Like 80-something percent of women-owned businesses are not set up as a payroll situation. Solo entrepreneurs or partnerships or just doing a side gig out of their home or on the weekends isn't necessarily going to be a payroll situation. So, yeah, there were a lot of businesses, I think, that kind of fell through the cracks during this whole pandemic, especially with the money that came down from the government where, you know, businesses that just didn't qualify, you know, for some of the money that was out there. I mean, I'm I'm an S corp. I'm a single guy. I don't have any other. I have a couple of part-time people that I pay, you know, on a per project basis, but I don't have a payroll other than myself. And I pay myself on a payroll, but that's it. And because I did that, that was the only reason why I was able to qualify for some PPP money. It wasn't a lot, but it was something. But you're absolutely right. I mean, that is a real problem, especially that women run into with their businesses. So Yeah. So we first see that round come through and some women were able to qualify. Others weren't. And the ones that could qualify tended to go to, if they had the right documentation, they would go to large banks. Yeah. The large banks did not fund at the same level as the small banks did. 
And then that would then lead to lack of funding. If they ever did get money, they asked for less money than their male counterparts did. Hmm. And so that also led to problems and a disparity there. But after that first round, God bless the Women's Foundation of Arkansas. They saw the issue just like we did. And we partnered up with them and they, they actually funded some women, which was an amazing thing to have that resource out there. They're still doing so many things and we keep working on trying to partner with them on things if we can. Yeah. But Are they based in Little Rock? They're based in Little Rock. Okay. All right. And I've heard of that organization. So, but yeah, make sure we'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to the Women's Foundation of Arkansas so that anybody listening to this knows how to uh, reach out to those guys. Yeah. They've been a resource for me for years because mm-hmm. they do this tremendous research on looking at the economic indicators for women in Arkansas. But they've branched out as they've been seeing the numbers and started thinking, okay, how are we going to actually affect these numbers in a positive way. So they're they're doing great things. And I'm glad that they are a good partner for us in Arkansas. They're that we did a seminar with them on just how to even get set up mm-hmm. as even a simple LLC that could then have an employee identification number and start looking at how can we get these women set up where they can think qualify for later rounds for PPP. Yeah. You know, and it's so funny as I'm listening to you talk about that and, you know, you think, I think, you know, one person's knowledge may not be somebody else's knowledge. And I know a lot of times, like, like I've started a number of businesses and there's just certain things that I learned early on to do. Right. But then you, you kind of take it for granted that you just assume, oh, everybody knows to do that. Or this is, this is just par for the course, but it really isn't, you know, and that is the challenge that especially that women face is just not having that lack of information and clarity about the proper steps to get set up and run a business the way that it needs to be run. Not that guys do it any better because guys struggle too in this area. So, you know, I think cream always rises to the top, but the bottom line is that we suffer from a lack of information and also a lack of examples that we can look to and say, oh, okay, I saw Meredith do it with her business. I'm going to do the same thing. Exactly. And those examples, I mean, that's been the major thrust for Woman Run. We have speakers that are our examples of, okay, here's a successful way to run a salsa company and sell into big box retail. Mm -hmm. Here's a successful way to start a athletic headbands company and <laughs> then sell it and move on to your next business. I mean, so we try and have those success stories, but then we also try and talk frankly about failures and not even necessarily failures. It felt like a failure at one point in time, but time has then led to the fact of, oh, but I still learned from that. Yeah. It's not really a failure. I'm still here. I still have a business and I'm still moving along. My family's good and there's food on my table. Yeah, absolutely. And you're absolutely right. I mean, I always tell people that's why it's so important to kind of have a mentor or somebody that's kind of been down the road that you're going down. Even if they're just a few steps ahead of you, maybe they've endured some pitfalls that you might be running into and they can at least alert you to them and make you aware of them. But too often people are kind of, you know, and I'm 
for those of you that you can't, none of you can see this, but I'm just kind of walking like I'm trying to feel my way through the dark and I, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to encounter. And that's how a lot of us are when we're in business and especially women when they're running their business. There's just nobody there to either grab the hand or to say, hey, I've got you or look out. There's something coming up up here that you're going to have to deal with, but it's okay because this is how you deal with it. And then you can, once you overcome that, then you just keep moving forward. Yep. And a lot of women, when they start their business, it's that side hustle situation (laughs) or it's in the home. So many women-owned businesses are still in the home, but if they're struggling, it's really easy to then say, oh, I'm going to stop. Right. And the the benefit for women in this that business is it is one of those mechanisms towards wealth generation. Sure. And we see across Arkansas, that's one of the best ways for women to succeed is having a business to then generate that wealth. It's a different situation than just working in the traditional employee situation. Right. And, and, you know, when you think of that, and I was, I remember I shared an article with you from uh, LinkedIn that was sent out a while ago, and it was kind of depressing to read. And it talked about how, according to the report by the National Women's Law Center, women lost 5.4 million net jobs since February of 2020. That's a lot of jobs. <laughs> I mean, one of the job reports was so horrible. I can't remember the exact number, but it was along the lines of, that there had been 200,000 jobs lost and 15,000 gained, but the 15,000 were all men. Right. <laughs> so all the job losses that report were complete, all women. the women. Yeah. And yeah. it was about the time in the pandemic when everyone started returning to school. And that was the other aspect of the pandemic. The caregivers, the people either with children or parents that needed care, most of that was shouldered by women. And thank goodness I have a job that we were already at home anyway, but I can't imagine for the women that couldn't work from home or just had, I have a lot of clients that they themselves couldn't go out and work. So how are we going to generate income other than starting your own business? Right. And you mentioned you shared some a number of statistics. And one of the biggest things was where in the state of Arkansas is the highest increase in women owned business, which I was kind of surprised to hear is on the eastern side of the state yep. and in the Delta. So and I'd love for you to kind of talk a little bit about that, you know, and just so that we here in northwest Arkansas kind of understand that dynamic. So there are a lot of programs too, like the Delta I fund and the generator in Pine Bluff that are also run by women at, that are helping the ecosystem down there develop. And those businesses aren't all like, they're not all putting out goods like that you would see at like a retail establishment. Some of them are house cleaning, cleaning. Some are bakeries. Some are child daycares. I mean, but they're all being generated at a very high rate. I mean, women across the board in this country have been shouldering the burden of starting new businesses. I mean, it's, I can't remember the statistic right now, It's but it's high. And then the, it's even higher for women in the Delta and Arkansas 
to start those businesses. Yeah. And and it's not as high here because access to, you know, nine to five jobs is much higher than it is in other parts of the state. Correct. Yeah. So if you need to put food on your table and you're good at cooking, you're more likely to start cooking for other people in the Delta because. And I'm sure that's probably some good food, too. So but yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. So, yeah, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. And I and I do believe that, you know, when those opportunities present themselves, there's you know, there are always doors that you can go through. So. What are you hopeful to see happen with Women Run and and the fact that you guys have kind of picked up this mantle, you're running with it, right? Lindsay Jennings has has made it, you know, one of the focal points of, of I mean, you are a, still a law firm, but this is an important issue. And so what what are you, you know, hoping to achieve in the in the near future besides just creating awareness like we are with this podcast and talking about it and making more women aware of the fact that there are programs out here like this that exist. And that's one of the reasons why I want to do this, because I wanted to scream from the highest hill that, hey, this is here. This is available. I'm always telling somebody about ASB, TDC. I'm always telling somebody about Startup Junkie and all these other programs. And I'm thinking, man, you know, you could be taking advantage of all these resources that are right here under your nose, but sometimes we're just not aware of it. So both of those organizations tend to have a seat at our table. <coughs> and like right now we're virtual. They get invites. The last one that we did last Thursday, Amy Robinson from the ASBTDC pops in. And at that point, we're actually talking about business plans and marketing plans. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if you can't do this on your own, like our speaker can, go see Amy. Right. Because we want that opportunity. We want those connections to be made. One of the things that I love the most was immediately with our first session for Woman Run back in 2019. There was a connection made between the speaker and one of the attendees, and they ended up having a business relationship after that. Oh, that's awesome. So we want the, our attendees to be able to accelerate their businesses in a way that makes sense for them. We want to fix a lot of the capital issues. And so trying to promote the Women's Foundation, trying to any organization that's trying to combat this. We have a speaker coming up later this year. She wrote an article with me, Jensen Hallett, about the access to capital issues in Arkansas. And she's going to talk and we're her, she has an organization right now that's moving forward on the access to capital concerns. Yeah. And that's important for people to know. And just to kind of mention some of the stakeholders that you guys are involved with, we did mention the ASB TDC. Greater Bentonville Chamber of Commerce, Conductor, Fayetteville Chamber of Commerce, Rogers Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce. Shout out to Karen Wagaman and the rest of the folks there. Grit Studios, Startup Junkie, like I mentioned before, and the Venture Center. So these are just a few of the stakeholders that have partnered up with Women Run and are trying to play a role in getting, you know, access for women to all of these different resources, like you said, Amy Robinson, I did a, a a program with her and she's fantastic. I mean, she's just like, you could watch some of her TED Talks and I mean, just, you know, we actually have a lot of resources right here available to you, you being the listener, if, especially if you're a woman, a woman and you're trying to start your own business or you are running your own business, but you're, you feel like you're sometimes running in the mud there are people that will throw a line your way and pull you out of that and pull you onto solid ground, right? Because I mean, again, when we build a business, we want to build it with a firm foundation. 
And a lot of times that firm foundation starts with quality information with people that can can really breathe life into your dreams and visions. And so and one thing that one benefit of the pandemic, everything's virtual now. Yeah. And we record it and then we put it out in our woman run newsletter. And so it's then like with the last speaker, the Satori Road proprietor, Maddie, she's just laying all these wonderful nuggets about successful branding. But if you can't attend, you can then get the newsletter and listen to it at your leisure. And uh, I know I have a good number of female clients that are working in the middle of the night. And so it's just, it makes it easy for if you have another job or have children. That's the, but that's like the creed of the side hustler, right? And yes. I'm always talking about every, I, I, you know, I tell, I tell people all the time, you got to get a side hustle. I mean, my wife has a little side hustle. She's doing dyslexia therapy tutoring. And um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we were walking through some of the things that she's doing. And as a matter of fact, I'm actually going to send her to ASB TDC because I think she could get some additional help and not that I can't help her, but you know, there are other resources out there that could speak specifically to some of the challenges that she might face because in addition to the capital issue, it's just access, right? How do I get access to the people that can give me some ideas about what's the best way to approach this? I've never run a tutoring business, so there are other people out there that have. So if anybody listening to this has run a tutoring agency specifically for dyslexia therapy or reading, let me know. Shout out, hit your boy up and share with him because I'd love to introduce you to my wife. But the bottom line is she's not alone. There are a lot of women that are dealing with that same thing that are up late at night trying to figure out this thing and try to make sense of it. And um, that's part of the process, right? I mean, it's not nice. I wish it were nice and neat. Running, Starting and running a business is not neat. It's messy. No. It's quite messy. And, and it's not always a clear path. Right. And it can't be. I mean, so many businesses are different. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think and I think it's interesting, you know, and I just, you know, I mean, and then the other piece of it, which you really said to me, said to the group, rather, when you spoke to us a couple of weeks ago was simply that, you know, there there is a there is a real net positive ROI when people are able to invest or when in women owned businesses are invested in the ROI is very positive. First of all, I remember you saying that that women tend to reinvest in their business at a much higher rate than men do. 90%. Ninety percent. 90%. 9-0. Not 9-90%. That's huge, mm-hmm. right? But you know, I've I've always been taught, especially by some of my mentors that if you're going to be in business, if you're not reinvesting in your business, it's going to be hard to get anybody else to do it. And it's a hard thing when you're on the other side of it. I mean, my husband took that approach of, okay, all the money is going straight back into the business at first. And I remember just sitting there going, okay, <laughs> uh, someone else has to be bringing in money for a while. Right. But it did pay off. Exactly. And, I mean, that's the thing of just being patient, which also the investors for women have to realize, okay, wait a minute. It may not be a, I put in money right now and get it back in six months. It's probably going to be a year, couple years. And having that education, which I think Jensen's part of her thing that she's tackling too, but it's just a big education aspect for everyone around. But 
But then women also tend to return to their investors at a much higher rate. It's like right. 73 cents on the dollar versus like 30 something cents on the dollar. Which is me. huge. And the level of recidivism is much lower too. So, I mean, you, you, you know, there are, there's just a lot of benefits there, you yeah. know, as far as that's concerned. And that's not to knock guys. I'm just, it's just, we're just stating the obvious here with, especially with women owned businesses. So just a shout out to all you investors out there. You know, if you run across a really strong a woman-owned business, you need to you think long and hard about maybe putting some money behind those efforts because the ROI is is net positive. So, and like my speaker that last week, Maddie was just like, "You need as a woman, you need to also be very careful about who you're taking on as an investor because if it's not a good fit, don't just take their don't money. Don't take their money, yeah. and so." Uh, I had never seen someone so forcefully react when I'm like, okay, this is a problem of women taking investment. She's like, only if they pick bad investors. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I mean, you need those, you need that, um, that feedback in order to recognize, you know, what mistakes you might make in the process and then figure out how to course correct throughout. So I think that's important. So, so what, what, um, I mean, you're, you're working with, Mayor Jordan in Fayetteville. And what, what can you tell me a little bit about that and, and what your efforts are going to be with, with the mayor? I'm going to bungle the name of his com- the commission. It's the Economic Development Commission. And I, I, the focus, I believe, is post-pandemic. Okay. I, I know I've got a very healthy stack of <laughs> sales. Oh, it's right there. It's like 118 pages of sales data. Okay. During the pandemic and what industries did okay, which ones didn't, and trying to make my way through that. The mayor has gotten a commission together, committee together, and Mervyn Jabrars with uh, U of A, Walton Mm -hmm. College. You introduced me to him. We had him on the podcast. He's a great economist with a great sense of humor. So Great sense of humor. It's going to be a good thing for both of us that he has that. Uh, he and I are co-chairing <laughs> this committee to then develop a plan for the city council and the mayor to adopt for the next five, 10 years. I'm not sure the time frame we're looking at. The last plan was Fayetteville first, and that is no longer in play because mm-hmm. it expired. So then now the goal is to have a new plan that not only tries to remedy some of the things we saw during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. but also provides an equitable situation for businesses. So the committee is, by design, very representative of Fayetteville. Sure. So it's mostly women, not mostly. It's Half women. Okay. The makeup of Fayetteville's half women. A sure. little bit more, according to Devin. I mean, the demographics for race are also there. We sure. have some great business owners that are going to be a part. We have some bankers. We have people from the university, the chamber, startup junkie. It's going to be a great group, but it's also going to be a lot of work yeah. to make sure. We get this right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we'll certainly be uh, keeping an eye out for all the good work that you guys are going to do. And and as you announce new things, we want to make sure that uh, 
here on the podcast, we'll let people know about that and keep them abreast of it. So there'll be community input request. Good. So I know Devin's working on a page where people can go to if they, it's not all businesses, especially women owned businesses, they don't have business licenses necessarily. They're sure. not front facing. There's, they're purely in their home or they don't, aren't members of the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. So how are we going to get to them except by word of mouth through people like you right. or the city having a page up that people still are going to need to know to go to it? Because I want as many community inputs as I can get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope folks are listening to this. Uh, you, you Please heed Meredith's words. Get involved as this uh, this as this program comes online and as as they seek out community input but you you just have to get involved in general and i'm speaking specifically to the women i am northwest arkansas podcast listeners i mean there are so many resources out there for you i want to i mean this is one resource for you but there's so many others i really want to encourage you to seek them all out and and to know that there are people willing to give you a helping hand not a handout but a hand up and to show you you know, maybe some things you just weren't aware of. And and I think we're better when we're together than we are when we're separate and we're kind of acting as our own islands and, you know, you do your thing and I'll do my thing. No, I think we can kind of help each other out. That's the whole purpose of this. Yeah. And Woman Run is on Facebook. Right. Woman Run. And then on Twitter is Woman Run World and also Instagram is Woman Run World. So I couldn't get it so all by itself. So play on words. Women, women run the world. <laughs> women yes. run the world. So I love that. So yeah, and we'll put links to all of that on the show notes, and I'll make sure that I tag those appropriately when we put out this episode, so that people can hear it. And and uh, you know, if nothing else, maybe they just weren't aware of it before, and you don't have to necessarily be a member of a Rotary Club to learn about this and to take part in it. So and then with Rotary, my charge to y'all was. Find those businesses and bring them in because we need those bridges to traditional business networks because that's the way Arkansas is going to succeed. Yeah. We, yeah. there's so 43% of Arkansas businesses are woman owned and we need them to succeed. Yeah. And, and the other thing that you mentioned too was just about connecting them with local bankers. I, you know, I'm always amazed. And this is just a, a problem in general that people don't have real banking relationships at the local level. And I talk about it all the time. It's one of the reasons why I was, I, I really pushed to have a sponsor, a local bank as a sponsor of this podcast, because I think it is a natural relationship. And I tell people all the time, and this is, I'm not, I'm not, uh, this is not an advertisement for Signature Bank, but when I first got here, I, I asked a friend, I said, hey, tell me the best bank that has the highest amount of local involvement that you can think of where people really build strong relationships. And he sent me to Gary Head at Signature Bank, and I've been working with him ever since. And that's been almost six and a half years now. So, you know, I, I just think, I mean, a banking relationship, whether it's Gary or somebody else, you know, it's really important. And even especially in an area like Northwest Arkansas, where there are so many banks that are local to this area, you stand a much better chance of building a relationship with a local bank than you do going to Chase or Bank of America. And I'm not knocking these national banks. It's just a different type of relationship. Oh, we saw during the, the PPP rush, Arvest did a great job. Yeah. 
Alex Gladden, Signature Bank. I reached out to her too. Mm -hmm. We wanted to know everything those banks were doing and how they were getting people in touch. And so she was great resource there. I mean, I'm trying to think of everyone else that I reached out Legacy. to. Legacy. I mean, all the banks. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's a number of banks that do SBA loans, but then there are other banks that became SBA approved to do the PPP loans. And, you know, Signature is not an SBA bank, but they made it, they took it upon themselves to get the knowledge that they needed. Then they put out a good program. And then the other thing I will give them a shout out for, and I know other banks did this as well, is they kept providing additional input. Like they sent me PowerPoints and presentations about what to expect when, uh, whether the money would be forgiven, what that's going to look like. So throughout every step of the way, I had some type of interaction with my local bank that was able to reinforce that, hey, this is, this is how this is going to go down. And I don't think anyone realizes how much time, other than the bankers and yeah. maybe us. Oh, yeah. They how know. much time went into all of this education? We did some of it. But the bankers by far. Mm, yeah. And, and a uh, shout out to Mary Beth at ASB TDC because yep. those guys rocked. I mean, they took it upon themselves. She answered a ton of my questions. They followed up with me to see if I got the PPP money, gave me some additional advice and feedback. And I mean, you know, these resources are at your disposal. I didn't pay them a dime for anything. Oh, that, they're still doing yeah. all these input sessions and... Trying to talk to the industries that have been affected. Yeah. They're still going to be working hard for yeah. a while. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, let's tie this up now for, you know, let's just say a mom with two kids that is doing that proverbial side hustle. What do you want to say to her after all that she's just taken in on this podcast in terms of encouragement and maybe next steps for them or for her to consider? as she's trying to get that business off the ground and take it to where she wants to take it, take it to heights that, you know, she wants to take it to. Reach out. I think that's always the biggest hurdle is that people think, especially women, think that they're not going to be listened to Yeah, and they'll be dismissed that someone's too busy to take the time. There are people that will listen. There are people that will help and people will happily be mentors. It's there are so many resources yeah, yeah, and someone will be there. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I just, I'm just impressed that you guys, I mean, a firm of 120 plus years, and this is just a big shout out to Wright Lindsay Jennings is, has taken it upon themselves to kind of pull this under their umbrella to kind of, you know, not birth it, but push it out there and create more awareness. You mean, you guys are doing what you're doing. You, you know, you're a successful law firm, but you also see that there is success and creating all of these successful stories for women-owned businesses and how that also feeds the community as well. We've always been a big firm on community. I mean, we were part of the central high crisis and trying to have the right voices there. And we want to be that community leader to then move Arkansas forward. So this was a natural thing for us. And yeah. thank goodness I have so many partners that are also as inspired and into this as I am because it became a statewide organization very quickly. And I could not do that without all my partners supporting this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we'll, we'll certainly leave it there. On a personal note, what do you, as we are 
in the waning, I won't say the waning days of the pandemic, because I don't want people to think we're in the clear because we're not. We still got a ways to go as as of the time of recording is at the end of April 2021. So I don't know when you're listening to this, but what are you guys doing? You guys, your family doing to kind of, you know, get your mind ready for just, you know, the new beginnings that we're experiencing after this pandemic or as we come out of all this? It's been a slow process in the last little bit. I mean, we're all fully vaccinated, so that makes it easier. But slowly going out more and trying to make sure everyone realizes, because I have three children, and keeping them corralled has been a task, but they're (laughs) wanting to be back out and so being prudent with that. But one thing I'm really looking forward to is running. Yeah. In person again. And right. I've done a few small races since the beginning of the pandemic, but this, it's looking like they're going to be more and more. And yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe we just had the hog eye, as of the date of the recording this, we just had the hog eye marathon the past weekend. And so I'm sure there'll be other marathons coming up. And I think what Little Rock is when is that typically? It's usually in March. In uh, March. I can't remember when they moved it to, okay. uh, but. Yeah, the heroes half. I saw that they're coming up in the fall. Okay. And so yeah, it's gonna be all kinds of options out there. And and if if you can't do any of those, just go. There's trails everywhere in Northwest Arkansas. Just go get on a trail and go run. You if know. you're there Saturday morning, I'll probably <laughs> be running around Lake Fayetteville. There you go. There you go. That's awesome. Well, cool. Well, Meredith, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to connect with me and and give me a download of that information that you shared at our Rotary Club. I really appreciate that. Appreciate all that you do for our community. And uh, thank you so much for for joining us back on the podcast. You are one of the the few people, Omar Kasem, I'm trying to think of who else have I had on multiple times on the podcast, but you you now are in rarefied air. So I think that's a big <laughs> deal. So we have to think about something because I, I think I gave you a t-shirt when you were on the first time, right? Bracelet. So, a bracelet, right. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have to work. We'll have to upgrade that now. So yeah, but I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and letting me talk about the mayor's committee. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, woman run. yeah, it's, it is, there is so much happening and, and uh, we want to continue to, uh, to let people know exactly what's happening in Northwest Arkansas on many levels, but this is just one way. So folks check out, I am com. You can check out the show notes for this episode and uh, you'll get all the information that you need of everything that we talked about will be listed there. So and if you need any additional help, you can always reach out to us. Hello at IamNorthwestArkansas.com. And I'll make sure that you have all of uh, Meredith's contact information. And you can go to WLJ.com and then type in Women Run and you'll find the information for the Women Run program right on Right Lindsay Jennings website. So that's it. That's another.